This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect. Hi, I'm Shelley Luce. I'm the president and CEO of Heal the Bay, and we fight for clean water everywhere. Clean living means to me that I can have fresh air, I can have clean water, I can have pure materials around me and on me, and I can talk and feel positive about myself, the people around me, and our future. Hi, I'm Frederick Fekai, and this is the Fekai Life. I'm recording from my home in upstate New York during this time. I hope you and those close to you are healthy and safe. Coming up, you will hear from someone amazing. Hill the Bay CEO, Dr. Shelley Luce. We sat down together in Santa Monica to talk about the path that led her to conservation and what we should all know about advocating for keeping our oceans clean. Good afternoon. I'm so happy to meet you, Dr. Shelley Luce. Thank you. Likewise. So, Shelley, I'm very curious. I'm so, first of all, delighted to meet you, but very curious about your whole journey. And uh, you are the president and the chief executive officer of Hill the Bay. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious before we start. I mean, when did you start having this interest, this passion about the environment and the water? I don't know when I started because it's as long as I can remember. We always were a a family that enjoyed the outdoors. And when I was a teenager, when I was in ninth grade, my family moved to the island of Bermuda, which is a tiny island, 20 miles long, one mile wide. It's about 500 miles off the coast of the United States in the Atlantic Ocean, so it's quite remote. It has no local source of fresh water other than the rain that falls on the island. So everybody captures their own rainwater, stores it, lives off of that throughout the year. And of course, it's surrounded by beautiful blue Atlantic waters, beautiful coral reefs, pink sand beaches. It's an incredible place. So of course there, I was never far from the ocean and I was in the ocean all the time. I learned to scuba dive. I became a good ocean swimmer, and I just was passionate about everything in and on the ocean from that day on. Wonderful. Yeah. Do you want to give a little bit of a background of Hilda Bay before we give Sure, a- yeah, yeah. Uh, Hilda Bay is an environmental group. We're a, an, an NGO, a nonprofit here based in Santa Monica. This is our 35th year. It's wow. our 35th anniversary. So we've been around for a long time. We have a huge track record of keeping our waters clean, making our waters cleaner. We were formed by a local group of activists led by an incredible woman named Dorothy Green, and she and others fought to force our city of Los Angeles to clean up the discharge from a sewage treatment plant. We have a sewage treatment plant here called Hyperion. It's actually an incredible feat of engineering. It treats wastewater from more than 4 million people. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Wow. So that's a lot of material. 
And back in the day, back in the 90s and the 80s, it was only doing a partial treatment. It was screening out solids and everything else was going straight to the bay. And that caused a lack of oxygen in the water. So, of course, uh, no, nothing could live. So there was a large dead zone right off the coast of Santa Monica and Los Angeles here. And the water was not clean for swimming. It was full of bacteria and viruses from sewage. So people were getting sick from swimming right here in the United States. Tell us what, what period, when was that? This was in the 80s and the decades leading up to the 80s. Wow. In the 80s, Dorothy Green and her friends and colleagues formed Heal the Bay. They did incredible public education work, and they led an advocacy campaign that eventually, and a lawsuit, that eventually forced the city of Los Angeles to upgrade that treatment plant. So in the 1990s, the treatment plant upgraded to full treatment of wastewater, and now it is only clean water coming out of that pipe into Santa Monica Bay. And when I meet people who grew up in Los Angeles who've been here for a long time, and I tell them that I work with Heal the Bay, so many people tell me, oh, The bay is so much cleaner now than when I was a kid in the 60s, in the 70s, in the 80s. Wonderful. So that's a great legacy. That's uh, where we come from. So today, the water treatment is up to your standard? It is. <laughs> yes. Today, is. the water treatment of, the treatment of our sewage and our wastewater is definitely up to our standards. It's a high standard. Right. We have a new problem, and that is the water that runs off of our streets is not treated That's when it rains, water flows from the rooftops and the sidewalks and the roads right. into our rivers and out to our ocean. And that's the, now the biggest source of pollution to our coastal waters. Another issue that's tied to this is that the wastewater now that is treated very well and sent out through a pipe, there's a lot of it. 200 million gallons a day. Are you serious? Yeah. Um, And it comes from far away. We bring water from rivers elsewhere in California. Here we use it maybe once, wash our dishes, brush our teeth, have a shower, go to the restroom, and then we treat it and send it out to the ocean. So it's a very strange linear movement of water from this ecosystem's far away to mm -hmm. here. So the next step is to treat that water even better so we can drink it. We wow. need to recycle our wastewater and use it again locally, and then it will become the largest source of local water supply for our city. And the city actually announced this year, in 2019, their plan to do exactly that. That was my question. So there's a plan. Great. Yeah. That, that's good. Yeah, it's really good. So many people want to give back, but so few have it as an entire career path, like you. I mean, impressive. What path led you to become the CEO of Hilly Bay? I feel so fortunate that I have worked my whole career as a scientist in the nonprofit world, giving back and defending clean water and trying to keep people and wildlife safe and healthy. I'm really, really gratified that that's how I get to use my science and my skills. And it really happened here in Los Angeles. I came here to do my PhD at UCLA, wonderful program in environmental science and engineering. And while I was there, I was recruited by Heal the Bay. I had not heard of Heal the Bay. I might have been the only person in LA at that time who had not heard of Heal the Bay um, because I was quite new to the city. And um, I, I learned something about the organization. I saw how they worked and I took the job. I was able to work as a staff scientist at Heal the Bay while I did 
my dissertation research. And that is one of the keys to Heal the Bay's success. We're a very science-based organization, but we are also very strong advocates and activists. So it's really special, I think, that we get to do science and be scientists, and then we base our advocacy on really good science. So I started here in the early 2000s as a staff scientist, and I learned how to make a difference in the environment. About four or five years later, I left Heal the Bay, and I worked at a couple of other environmental organizations, all based in the Los Angeles area. And then Almost three years ago, I got to come back to Heal the Bay as the CEO, and it's really a dream job for me. It's, it feels great. On that point, how does anyone know about the Heal the Bay? <laughs> what I mean, this, you know, in our business, obviously, the, the most concerning thing is about brand awareness. So, how does any first question is how does anyone know about Heal the Bay, and do you get the support you want, not from the government per se, but also from the community. Is anyone really supporting? Yes. Thousands of people are supporting Heal the Bay. The vast majority of our funding comes from individuals, private foundations, and corporations, not from the government. Okay. We work with government agencies in, in a couple different ways. Sometimes we're hand-in-hand, hand, making good things happen, and sometimes we are poking them and pushing them, and uh, sometimes in the past even suing them to, to force government agencies to do a better job of keeping our water clean. But most of our support comes from individuals, and that's a really exciting thing for me to, to look at. And really, it, it still it has a lot to do with branding. So the similarity, one of the similarities between Heal the Bay and other nonprofits, one of the similarities we have with the for-profit corporate world is that Branding is important, image is important, reaching people is really important. So we work very hard to make sure that um, we get our names out there. Mm -hmm. We have a really great logo. I don't know if you've seen it. It's uh, I'll show it to you. It's it's black and white fish bones on in a blue square. I saw it, actually, I saw it. I'm sure you've yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah, it shows up in amazing yeah, places. Yeah. I was in a coffee shop downtown Los Angeles. It, it's very new. It's all white. Everything's gleaming clear white. It looks like the inside of a Mac store. And on the wall beside sort of a light switch panel thing was my organization's bright blue fishbone sticker. It was the only thing on the wall in the entire coffee shop. So I feel that our, our brand and our logo are really well known and they're kind of cool. You know, they They fit with the beach culture and the skateboard culture and the snowboard culture of Southern California. And I do think that helps us. At the same time, we have a great reputation and very high credibility. So I don't know if this is a real marketing term or not, but I call our brand a halo brand because anybody would want to be associated with Heal the Bay's brand. Great. Well, on that note, you know, many of us take the clean water for granted. But Heal the Bay serves many kind of communities. What have you learned about sustainability affecting all income levels, backgrounds, and geographic neighborhoods? Well, we have learned that everybody cares about clean water. We know that. In fact, low-income communities and communities of color vote more consistently for environmental protection than any other communities in the United States. National studies show that. Wow. 
we see low-income communities throughout California impacted when we don't take care of our water. There are cities in the county of Los Angeles where it's not always safe to drink the tap water or the tap water comes out brown. Maybe it's not toxic, but nobody should be drinking or wondering and feeling scared about their tap water. And that does happen here in Los Angeles. And in other parts of California, our taps have dried up. There are communities in the Central Valley agricultural region of California where we drew down our groundwater so far that city wells were no longer reaching the groundwater and there was no water coming out people's taps. So the local authorities had to bring crates of bottled water to each home every week and put porta potties on the street, and families were sharing a porta potty on the street. And this went on for many months. It was a crisis wow. in California. It was not long ago, just a couple of years ago. So it's affecting communities all up and down this otherwise very wealthy and beautiful state all the time. And it's something that Heal the Bay takes very seriously. So, how, how does anyone can measure in their home or any area? Is it easy to? access the level of cleanliness of water? Is there an app? Is there something? On, uh, because that would be interesting. I don't know if there's an app. That would be really interesting. What I do, I live in the city of Los Angeles, and I get a written report mailed to me every year, everybody does, from the city water agency, which is called LA Department of Water and Power. Our water agency is part of the city. So they follow very strict rules, Their goal is not to make a profit. It is to provide clean water at a low cost. And I think they do a good job of it. There are other cities within L.A. County and within the state of California where water is privatized. And so they may not be as transparent. However, they still have to meet state rules and regulations about the quality of the water. So I feel confident anywhere in California drinking the tap water unless I'm in one of these agricultural regions or one of these areas where the infrastructure has not been cared for and we see that the water is coming out with a discoloration. Wow. You know, Hill the Bay, first of all, I have to congratulate you. I don't know who came up with this name, but it is a beautiful name. It evokes a lot of emotion, not just cleaning the bay, but actually healing it. What does the name bring up for you? I agree. It's a beautiful name. I love it. And to me, healing is what we need for our bay right here, our entire ocean, and really our whole planet. We were talking earlier about plastics. This is just one of the ways in which I feel we have so gravely injured our planet, all of our natural systems that support us living here and that we need to heal. So we are always working on healing our coastal waters and our watersheds, our rivers here in Los Angeles County. Um, and now we are working to ban plastics, to ban that tide of litter that we see in our oceans and on our, in our streets um, as one way of healing our ocean and our planet. I agree with you. It's, it's a very meaningful word, and I believe it attracts people to us and to our mission because everybody wants healing. Right. How does Heal the Bay and you every day live up to healing our bodies of water? Oh, my gosh. There's so many things we all have to do. Mm -hmm. 
I personally am working really hard to stop using plastic in every way I can. It's so difficult because so much around us is made of plastic. Mm -hmm. um, but starting with the single-use disposable plastic, we're just not doing it anymore. If I'm out somewhere and I want a coffee and I didn't bring a mug, I can't get a coffee or I have to go to a place that will give me ceramic. So I'm making commitments for myself. Heal the Bay also is going zero waste. On a bigger scale, we are working to ban the use of that, of the worst culprits of the single-use plastic, the stuff that we find in our beach cleanups. Hila Bay is really well known for our beach cleanups. We've been doing them for decades, and we've picked up our two millionth piece of trash in the last couple of years, hundreds of Amazing. thousands of pounds of trash. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Yes, Absolutely thank you. <laughs> I'm happy that we were able to keep it out of the ocean. But we know that that's a tiny fraction of the trash that's out there, of the plastic that's out there. So Heal the Bay is working to put a ban in place, maybe similar to what has already been passed in the EU, the directive in the EU. We would like to see it for L.A. County and then for the state of California. L.A. County has more than 10 million people. It's larger than many countries, larger than most states in the United States. When we make a change in L.A. County, it has a big effect. We banned plastic bags at the supermarkets in L.A. County, and pretty soon the whole state did it. Because these big supermarkets don't want to have something in L.A. County and something else everywhere else. So we want to make these changes here in L.A. County as a very powerful effect, then California, then hopefully beyond that. We can catch up to the European Union on, on the trash ban. Um, so that's one really important important way of doing it. And the other work that we do is educating people about that stormwater runoff that we talked about and how to conserve that water, keep it here on our land, capture it, use it, and um, only let it go out to the bay once it's been cleaned so we can heal our ocean waters. That's great that you talk about education. Do you think or do you have any involvement about supporting the education system, the school? Are, are, are they also participating? Are they aware? Are they concerned? Uh, is there any program? Is, is there any session to educate them, to, to motivate them, if I would say, to make this environment a cleaner environment? Yes. Well, you know kids care, and you know kids are aware. Um, so the way that we work with them is we have worked with the state to require better environmental education in the schools. It's called the Environmental Education Initiative. And it's exciting because it passed in the early 2000s, I believe, and it requires our schools to incorporate environmental learning throughout their curriculum. And I saw it happen. I saw my kids coming home with their math homework is talking about how many pieces could be recycled and how many, you know, they were, they were talking about electric cars and energy and that kind of thing in their math and in their social studies. So it's really becoming much more 
integrated into the curriculum. So that's exciting. And then we at Heal the Bay have two ways of reaching students throughout LA County. One is through speakers that we send to schools. We have these incredible speakers, very passionate, um, who go out and they talk about all of these issues in ways that kids can understand at any level, and they really engage the kids. And then we see kids starting environmental clubs and coming to beach cleanups. And then the other really effective education that we do happens at our aquarium. I don't know if you know, but we have an aquarium here in Santa Monica. It's at the Santa Monica Pier. It's called the Heal the Bay Aquarium. It's a small facility, and it includes over 100 different species of animals, all local. We don't have exotic species. We don't have any mammals. We have a lot of invertebrates in a touch tank, so you can go there. You can touch a sea star, you can you can see a cucumber, you can hold a sea urchin. We have some of our local sharks and and seahorses and octopuses and things like that. So at our aquarium, we host about 15,000 students in a formal learning program every year. And we pay for the buses to bring the kids if the schools are a low-income school. So our goal is also equity and access. Great. We want to make sure that kids from all over Los Angeles can come and have this experience. And it's very fulfilling for us because so many kids who come have never been to the beach. They live within 5, 10, 15 miles, but they've never been because their parents don't have a car or they're not familiar with this part of town and they don't feel welcome here or they don't know how to swim. So they've never been to the beach. And then they come and they see this amazing place and they get an introduction from us and our naturalists and our educators who tell them, this belongs to all of you. This belongs to all of us. And then, of course, we are teaching them about ocean conservation and plastic trash and all the issues we've been talking about. You can find Frederick Fakai and more thoughts on living cleanly and sustainably on social media at Frederick Fakai. Learn more about the Fakai brand and discover more episodes of the Fakai Life podcast at Fakai.com. And of course, enjoy every episode wherever the best podcasts are found. So we talked about kids, you know, and I'm so happy to hear that there is a mini program uh, that uh, involves them. In fact, by the way, tomorrow, thanks to you and Hilda Bay, we're going to have Fekai uh, doing our part and cleaning the, the bay, cleaning the, the beach. And actually, I brought my, Wonderful. my three children, I should say, Great. Uh, to, to participate. So we're all excited. We talked about awareness before, and we talked about education, the kids. But it's true. How can we also get, or how can you get the the adult, the, the people who have really nice responsibility in our community, whether whether it's the the the, the policeman, whether it's the Federal Express truck driver, anyone to be a role model, uh, athlete. Uh, as we see many actresses and singers doing that, but how do we get those to become aspiring to everyone? Because it's true that uh, a lot of people uh, get their inspiration from from VIP and celebrities. Yeah, there's no doubt, and I I find that a big challenge. We're here in Los Angeles. We're surrounded by celebrities and celebrity culture, and many are doing wonderful things. I do find that. 
adults can be harder to reach than the kids, for example. And we've been talking about environmental issues in America and around the world for a long time. And sometimes people have not changed their habits or their views of that. So we do really have to work on that. And we have to make some decisions as a society right now about things like plastic, for example, and about climate, other things that affect climate change, our driving, our eating habits. So I would love to ask you, Frederick, with your, the things that you're doing with your company that are setting a great example for others, how you came to that, and how you can help bring other corporations and adults, as you say, to do the same thing. Uh, well, it's a good question. You know, before I bought the company, my life has changed on, in many ways. I was much more aware and, and respectful of the environment. You know, uh, a few years ago, I'm not sure, you know, we, w my wife and I decided to ban plastic. So at home, we don't have any plastic bottles. Uh, this has been going for, for five years already. Great. And we have, you know, basically we feel a glass a bottle and we love that we have a f wonderful water filter system which works very well so we started that we also started to to live differently to eat differently so there is a behavior there that felt so good and when i had the opportunity to buy the my namesake brand mm. about a year ago I said, I have to not only deliver great product, but they have to be relevant. When I decided to reformulate, to repackage the product, I wanted to make sure they were in, in accordance with our planet, with our environment. And I wanted to produce products that are sustainable, but also with clean formula. So the message was, let's come back and do product that do great care for you, mm -hmm. but also for the planet. So that was very important. And 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 I'm really uh, passionate about what you you do. And, and hearing you here uh, gives me even more uh, motivation to do better. But it's true that it would be great to find a way to have a bigger movement. I think it's already on the right direction. And let's be optimistic. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's great. But it would be fantastic if uh, there would be some measure in place uh, at a high level that will uh, will replace plastic. Mm -hmm. You know, just a little anecdote: uh, a friend of mine in France runs a, a foundation called Pure Ocean, and uh, one of the promises they have is not only cleaning the ocean, but it's studying the ocean. And uh, uh, trying to take some of the element the, of the nature, the marine nature of the ocean, to study the, the, those elements to replace plastic. For instance, okay. and I'm sure you, you're much more uh, aware than I, I am, I was very fascinated when they told me that there was a, a sponge in, in the sea, in the Mediterranean Sea, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, actually specifically on the coast of uh, Spain, who um, has a molecule that disintegrates plastic. Have you heard of that? 
I have not, not that particular one, but I've heard other, you know, mainly bacteria based right. creatures that can do the same. Yeah. That, I thought that was fascinating. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a, if everyone, you know, we spend so much money on studying so many things. And when we think about how big the ocean is, I mean, if we would spend a lot of resources and, you know, great budget just to figure out how to really replace plastic, that would be amazing. I agree. It's It should be our one of our number one priorities as a society. And I don't know if the replacement will be to move to things that are reusable, like glass and metal and more old-fashioned in a way, or if it will be to find some other material that is more like plastic. There's a reason we, we use so much plastic. It's so light and flexible and waterproof and airtight and all these things. So maybe we will be able to mimic that with something else that's more natural. Because as you know, plastic is a petroleum product and it's toxic. Mm -hmm. And some types of plastic can be recycled, but only a few times. And then they degrade and then they are trash again. Whereas something like glass or aluminum can be recycled over and over again because mm -hmm. it, it is a very simple compound compared to plastic. So maybe there are marine organisms, some forms of seaweed. From seaweed, we get something called carrageenan, which is used, I think, in some cosmetics. And it's an emulsifier and a stabilizer. It's used in food products. Nothing wrong with it. It's not toxic at all. If we could make a plastic out of that, yeah. that would probably be something that is more like plastic than, say, glass or aluminum. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I love that your company has made that commitment, and I'm sure you will only continue to grow the ways in which you can be more sustainable. Yes. So, Shelley, you know, something very interesting, actually, that uh, is happening is uh, I got uh, fortunate to meet two professors of MIT through a friend of mine who have developed a molecule to develop a system called liquid glide. So basically, it's a coating inside of a bottle, any bottle, plastic, glass, whatever, to make sure that the liquid or cream would just dispense with zero waste. And that is so amazing because it can be applied to silos, to mm -hmm. uh, anything that is chemical, anything like that. So basically, it's zero waste. So we are going to have our creams and bottles of shampoo uh, having that liquid glide system to make sure that we have zero waste, which is great. But sitting at the table with them, I said, you know, naively, I see that nature has great biodegradable packaging. Coconut, banana, orange, so on and so on. Yeah. So can we do this with our product? And so this is something that I've thrown at them and we're going to explore. It's going to be a long time, but, you know, but I think it's amazing if we all try, you know, because right now the beauty of biodegradable is also the enemy of biodegradable in a sense that because it's biodegradable, it can stay, stay on, the, on the shelves in a store for too long. Right. So if we can solve that problem, mm -hmm. we are in a good shape. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting that you 
you notice it and you describe it in that way that nature has biodegradable packaging. And when you think about it, nature really doesn't have a waste problem because what you might consider waste in nature, the banana peel after the chimpanzee eats the banana or even the petals after a tree blooms, it doesn't need the petals anymore. They fall on the ground. But everything in nature becomes food for something else, a nutrient for something else. So if we could look at our own systems that way, circular and not linear, we would do so much better for our planet and for people. So I really hope that that's where we will go. Right. Tell me, Shelley, we have just a few more minutes. I want to take the opportunity to ask you, what is your proudest moment in your time at Hill uh, the Bay and when did it happen? My proudest moment was, it was actually in November 2018. It was the day after the election. And we passed in L.A. County a measure that voters voted for, I think 70% voted yes, to tax themselves on their property taxes in perpetuity, in order to fund the collection of the rainwater that runs off the streets dirty. So this tax is called Measure W. And it was very, very... Measure yeah, W, <laughs> Measure w for I water. Yes. Of course. And many people worked on it. It was the, the second time that, that we tried, even in my career, so tried in 2012 or something. Then in 2018... It was on the ballot, and we won with 70%, which is very high. And I felt proud of myself because I personally put a lot of work into it. I felt proud of Heal the Bay because we came together as a team, and we did amazing education of the public to get that yes vote. I felt proud of people. I felt proud of my fellow residents of L.A. County that 70% of them wanted to pay a little bit more tax every year so that we could be smarter and more sustainable with our local water. It was a great day. Great. So, Shelley, you told us at the beginning what clean living means to you. So I'm going to take the opportunity to mm -hmm. tell you what is clean living to me. Clean living to me is to make sure that I pay attention every day on how, how much carbon footprint I use, how much plastic I avoid, which ingredients I eat. Clean living to me is to also show example to my kids is to be a role model. And, uh, and for my business, clean living is to, to demonstrate that we do at least the best we can today to have the cleanest beauty product, and with the most sustainable packaging. That's fantastic. Well, Shelley, at FECAI, we are so delighted that we find your organization and you, and we love your support, oh, by the way, on our launch here on the PR Santa Monica. We so align uh, with your vision, and we are delighted to see all the action and the, the progress that you have made and I love for the audience here 
to know even better. I want to invite them to really discover and really actually support and participate. Certainly. Heal the Bay. So how do we do that? Well, it's really easy to, to find Heal the Bay. Our website is healthebay.org. We, of course, are on all the social media. Our handle is at Heal the Bay on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And you can come and see us and all the creatures that we have for you to meet at our aquarium at the San Monica Pier, which is open seven days a week, 1230 to 530 every day. Um, so we'd love to welcome people there to learn more about Heal the Bay. And of course, every single month we have a beach cleanup somewhere in L.A. County. And I, they're very popular. Hundreds of people come out um, wanting to make a difference, picking up trash on the beach. So you can check our website at healthebay.org and find out when our next cleanup up is wonderful well you know you just gave me a great inspiration i'm gonna take my whole family saturday to see the aquarium oh good right? i'm so glad and can't wait to touch the sea stuff mm -hmm. dr shelly Luce, it was a pleasure to have you here at the fecai life it was great to be here santa monica in your home los angeles thank you very much thank you There is this problem we run into when it comes to causes. There are so many things wrong. It seems like that is overwhelming to choose one and feel like you're making a difference. What's amazing about Dr. Shelley Luce is that she makes clean oceans actionable. I was so proud to partner with Hilda Bay and I will be following along as they grow. I'm Frederick Fekai. And this is the Fekai Life. Thank you for listening. The Fekai Life is produced by Mouth Media Network. No portion of the show may be published or reproduced without express written permission of the Fekai brand. Copyright 2020, Fekai. This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect. Connect.